Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy, the podcast where Sue and Em are watching Buffy. Sue's watching for the first time, and I am guiding her along. Tonight, we're in Season 7, just starting it. So we're doing the first three episodes. That includes Lessons, Beneath You, and Same Time, Same Place. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. Thanks. That was a help. Unfortunately, it was the last thing you'll ever do. Kind of a checkered past. More like a plaid. Kind of a clan tartan of badness, really. I checked with Giles again, too. Hasn't heard from her. Is he throwing at tasteful British Wiggins? Slayer to boy. Something that killed? Her boy? I'm her boy? Button, button, who's got the butt? My money's on the witch. Red's a bad girl. In a while, will a smile on my face turn to plaster? Season 7. No, it's been forever since we recorded Buffy. I'm excited. I know. I know. It has been. Because when I rewatched these tonight when I got home from work, I was like, this was a long time ago I first watched <laughs> these. <laughs> yeah, we took a little Buffy hiatus and finished up yeah. Angel. Finished up Angel and then did Psycho 4. Did Psycho 4. So... Yep. Well. I can't believe we're in season seven. I can't believe this is it. I know. This is it. I've got 19 episodes. There's 19 episodes of Buffy I have never seen. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. It is weird. I'm kind of sad about it, but I mean, I'm excited because I just want to see how they wrap everything up, but. Yeah. You know, how you kind of get when a show's ending. Yeah, it's bittersweet. It kind of is. Kind of is. Well, I guess before we get into it, we should read a little Cat's Crypt. Oh, that's right. Join us here in Cat's Crypt. It's it's cobwebby. (laughs) It's cold in here. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, she says, Oh, you guys, thanks for the reminder during last week's reading of Cat's Crypt that we're only vicariously living in Joss Whedon's universe. And it is a cruel universe indeed. I'm hoping the universe we actually live in is a little kinder. Seems to be anyway. (laughs) I'd say it is. 
for the most yep. part. 2015 is making its case, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, she says, So I thought I'd comment a little bit on Graduation Day Parts 1 and 2. Those were both very fun. I loved how Xander had to apologize to Anya for giving her barfy feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and how excited he was to be key guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved how Buffy got the entire senior class to fight the Ascension battle. That was so awesome. And for the moment, you've all been waiting for... Da -da 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 -da. Yes! I love the well-gosh moments. <laughs> <laughs> nice! <Yay. laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> well, she says, I instantly laughed. Then I was like, should I have laughed at that? <laughs> then I decided that yes, it was funny. Dorky and funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like she had a second where she thought, mm. <laughs> she went, yep. <laughs> well, gosh. <laughs> um, I finished the first three episodes of Buffy and the first three angels too, but I didn't bring my notes to work with me. So I'll send you another cat script for those at a later date. Cheers and all's well in Legata's universe. That's good to know. Yeah. And the next day, we got her notes. She says, here are my notes from watching the first three episodes of Buffy, season four, and the first three angels. Willow has a new and acceptable look. She is all, <laughs> she's all around, <laughs> is less annoying. And have we finally said goodbye to wearing tights with tennis shoes? I sure hope so, because that is just gross. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yes. I would say yes, that look is done. I think so. Yes. I agree. Poor Buffy. College is harshing her gig big time. <laughs> <laughs> harshing her gig. Hardcore cruster. That's <laughs> 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 what she meant to say. <laughs> Holy main professors. And her roommate Kathy is just the worst. Not a big surprise that she ended up a demon. Something had to explain that. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Kathy. She was horrible. <laughs> Ironing her jeans. <laughs> <laughs> the vampires are slightly better this season. Eddie was actually a little scary. Um, that Klimt versus Monet contest was hilarious. I think in my day it would have been MC Escher versus Ansel Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so happy to see Xander. Yeah, remember how awesome it is to see Xander in the bronze after that episode at the very end? It's just Buffy is in such a strange world, and he's just like this breath of air. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's she, right. like, sees him and just gives him this huge hug, and everyone else wants to do that, too, because he's, I don't know, there's something about him in that scene that you just missed him so much. Um, how is it possible for Buffy and Spike Spike, to have fought in an absolutely deserted all-of-a-sudden campus? <laughs> College campus. <laughs> we talked about that. I mentioned <laughs> that, too. <laughs> Everyone talks about that. That's a, that's a big Buffy verse what the bip. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> that was just weird, but a truly awesome fight. Yes, and also the very, very, um, what's the word, 
convenient sewer drain. Sewers, that's right. <laughs> he just flies into it. <laughs> right when the wing gets off, he's just like, zoom! <laughs> and by wing, I meant ring. Um, okay. Speaking of Spike, I hate his relationship with Harmony. Okay, so there is one thing that bothers me more than a universe that makes a good relationship impossible. And that is a relationship where the only reason there is a relationship is because one or both of the two people just can't handle being alone. Is that what is going on here? Spike just has to be in a relationship so he picks someone and then just treats them like garbage? That just burns me up like nothing else. I may be judging this harshly and prematurely, but that's just what it looks like to me, and I hate it. Spike's stock is plummeting here, to use Xander's phrase. <laughs> um, I will say... Spike was with Drusilla for like a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's not like he does this all the time. Um, it's also, spoiler alert, it's not like it lasts forever, and he's just, I think she was convenient, and I think maybe a little, he was, sex. yeah, he was lonely and just wanted sex, <laughs> <laughs> and he is like so self-hating about it, Mm-hmm. and just rude to her, I think it's hilarious, but. I think their relationship's kind of fun. I think, well, once she just realizes that she has to deal with it for a while, I think she'll enjoy it. Yeah. So he, like, stakes her. I know. (laughs) She annoys him so bad he stakes her. They're awful. They're just awful to each other. Yeah, she's just so annoying. She is, but... He was lonely, cat. Just give him a little break for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> okay, on to Angel. Yay, a youngest Josh Holloway. Angel has cool taxi driver stakes. <laughs> they come out of his wrist. I believe is what she means. Um, his jumping in the wrong car made me laugh for a good while. M, go back and watch for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you didn't notice that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Glenn Quinn, huge Roseanne fan. And I always knew he was Irish because I had seen an interview with him. But I don't think I was aware that he's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I swear Angel's walking around in the daytime. Did Buffy already give him that ring? (laughs) (laughs) It's not direct sunlight, Catherine. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) the right. Let me explain something here. Something I had to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the writers of Angel found it extremely inconvenient. To have their main character not be able to be out in the day. So they really took some liberties. (laughs) And you just have to shush it. (laughs) Yep. Get that shusher out for Angel in the sunlight. (laughs) Download. Download the shush app. (laughs) Join us in the shushing. Yep. (laughs) You'll have a much better time. Just shush. Just watch. 
Because <laughs> you'll be stretching a lot this season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> season one of Angel. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. <laughs> and I was also kind of referring to season four of Buffy. I don't know why you shush as much as just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's not so much shushing as just get through it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it gets better. Just shushing in a different way. Just. <laughs> yep. Band-Aid season four and season one. <laughs> there you go. You just got it. They're, they have merits. Yes. They really do, but uh, you've probably heard us in our podcast already. I think I've given Sue a lecture or two that we're going to go through this one fast. (laughs) Better things to come. Okay. So the last thing she said was, so I swear Angel's walking around in the daytime. Did Buffy already give him that ring? Oh, there's the ring. Hmm. Maybe that wasn't daytime. Swear it was. (laughs) (laughs) Spike's in the show too? Yay! Loved how he narrated his own thoughts to that scene with Angel. That was a great Spike moment. Spike's stock is rising again. <laughs> That's oh yeah, when he's standing up on the... yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was funny. I like Cordelia so much better in this show than in Buffy. Oh man, just wait. <laughs> I think she's just matured a lot. But on the whole, I think I will enjoy this show. I like how they will run a little help for the hopeless business. I like the Angel, Doyle, and Cordy dynamic. I think I'll have no problem taking to Angel. Nice. Good. It's not going to be a totally smooth ride, Cat, but you'll get there. Because <laughs> <laughs> Angel gets there. It really does. It does. <laughs> Just get through it. Um, one question about the podcast. Em, did you seriously have a bulimic roommate? <laughs> Or did you mean some other eating disorder? Because if it was bulimia, how did you survive that? Cheers, Legata. Okay. Here's how I survived it. One, bulimics are super secretive. It's not like they're like sitting around in the living room. <laughs> Vomiting. <laughs> yeah, or clapping their hand over their mouth and running into the bathroom. Right. They. She worked at a at a tanning salon just a very tiny one where she was alone most of the time. And that seemed to have been her biggest spot. <laughs> um, two, we, we didn't know for most of the time I lived with her. We knew that she had been in the past. Um, I only lived with her for about five months. And the biggest, most important thing about it is we had four girls and two bathrooms and she wasn't my room roommate so we didn't share a bathroom Mm. so Kat will understand how important that is (laughs) that I never even walked into her bathroom not once the whole time I lived there (laughs) so that's how I did it (laughs) (laughs) well thanks Kat um We always love a good old cat. Oh, wait, we got one addendum here. Yep. She says, 
And thanks for explaining that Johnny Depp reference. I was perplexed by that. <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> that was so random. <laughs> I use it all the time now. <laughs> In fact, when we were reviewing Psycho 4, we should have described Norma trashing that hotel room. She was Johnny Depping it. <laughs> she totally Johnny Depped that hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thanks, Cat. It's always good to hear from you. People are big fans of Cat's Crypt. Yeah. We get compliments on Cat's Crypt. Yep. So keep yeah, them coming. Frequently. Yeah. And I don't know if this would ever happen, but wouldn't it be fun if Cat was caught up by the time we hit? the finale and we could like do like a lost finale thing where we all got together in a hotel room and watched oh my gosh that would be that would be so fun i mean it should be around christmas time so it's possible you know like early january and how hard is it to get dad to come out to utah for a little weekend <laughs> <laughs> and if b can come all the better that would be so fun yeah, so let's. I don't. I don't know though. That's that's a lot, cat. <laughs> to get well, through. but it's the winter, you know. I know it's get home winter. Get from work and hunker down and Buffy up. Yeah. Well, didn't she just start watching Buffy? And was it June? Didn't she announce it when we were at the quilt retreat? Yeah, yeah. So that was the end of June. Yeah, and I know she's watched a heck of a lot of. Of other, other stuff. shows. <laughs> Just stop watching those other shows. <laughs> <laughs> you but don't have to give be... everything up, but concentrate on Buffy, because that would be so fun to watch the finale together. That would be a lot of fun. Try and make that a goal, Kat. That's your assignment. <laughs> <laughs> I will make Buffy-related foods. Ooh. Can we cosplay? <laughs> We've never done that before. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, I'm going to dye my hair right now and be Spike. <laughs> you, you've got the haircut for it. I know. <laughs> you could totally do it. <laughs> I'm going to be that one Spike, though, in the subway. Man, you and Rob should do that for Halloween sometime. You guys go with Spike and yourself. <laughs> oh, <that's awesome. laughs> oh, your husband's a good sport, but not that good of a sport. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Who said he was a good sport? <laughs> I was just being nice. <laughs> <laughs> He is not really a good sport at all. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it comes to Buffy. <laughs> We'd get mad at a Buffy outfit before we got Robin one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, thanks, Kat. Um, all right. Go now. <laughs> Yep. We're going to discuss season seven and stop. talk to future cat. <laughs> so stop listening now, cat. <laughs> Hello, future cat. <laughs> <laughs>
better be watching this around late November to early December. <laughs> <laughs> we have plans. <laughs> I've got the rooms booked already. <laughs> you know, it's the last season, so probably like, oh, yeah, about early December to mid-December, you probably are okay. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. You're reading Harold, right? Yep. So our next feedback comes from Harold, and he says, I haven't had a chance to rewatch these three episodes, so I only have a few thoughts based on my recollection about them. I really like Lessons. It may be my favorite season opener. I like how it promises a fresh new start after the darkness ever since Joyce died and a return to the high school. It might have worked a little better if they had skipped a year or two so that the Scoobies were a little older. Xander seems pretty accomplished for a 20-year-old, let alone Buffy getting a job as a counselor. How much of a return to early Buffy this season will turn out to be remains to be seen. Yeah, Buffy getting a job at the high school is pretty surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a shusher. <laughs> <laughs> Although I noticed this time, that she says, like a counselor, and he goes, no, we already have a counselor. Right. So it's like she's almost like a student helper. Right. Which I think they were like, okay, we better explain this a little better so people will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so they add that little conversation. Right. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well... A little bit of shush, a little, little bit of shush. explanation, <laughs> and we're golden. <laughs> it's so much better than Double Me Palace. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, he says, I like that they named the new principal after one of the most famous film scholars of the past 50 years. Robin Wood wrote seminal works on Alfred Hitchcock and Howard Hawks, among others. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I recognize the name Robin Wood and associate it with film, and I wasn't quite... I never did it, like, real consciously where I would... You know how sometimes you just have name associations? That is one mm -hmm. that pops up in my brain, but I don't know much about him, but I did know of him. Anyway. Yeah, I don't recognize his name at all. So <laughs> he's not on my radar. <laughs> um, he says that final scene when the whatever that morphs into all previous big bags and Buffy is awesome. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that's quite a moment. Kind of gets you really excited for the season. Well, it does. And you had mentioned, I had forgotten you'd said that until I watched that part that I had seen, I've been introduced to the big bad before, like whoever, whatever the big bad's going to be in season seven. Yeah. And so, is it, I think Gloria is the first one. I was like, oh, it's going to be Gloria again. <laughs> <laughs> but then all of a sudden I'm like, Adam, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, it is, it's technically Warren first. Oh, yeah, Warren first, that's right. But that's... And Gloria and... And then the mayor, and I was just like, what the bip? It actually goes down through the seasons. Six, Warren, five, Glory, four, Adam, mayor, 
Drusilla. They could not get Boreanaz. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's right. He and wasn't the master. That would have been interesting if they could have gotten Boreanaz. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. Dueling. Oh, yeah. Separate. Dueling networks strike Dueling again. networks, that's right. Huh. Yeah, and then it ends with the master, and I'm like, ooh, maybe it's going to be the master. <laughs> yeah. All comes full circle. That would be awesome, because I like the master. Yeah, um, that was a lot of fun, seeing him. Yep. And it was, you know, I'll never complain about seeing Drusilla. Oh, never. But Angelus was more the big bad. Although Warren, I wouldn't describe as the big bad either. But they're just villains from each season. Big bad, if they could swing it. <laughs> but Substitute big bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Since season six, big bad was life. Right. <laughs> yeah, couldn't really personify that. No. Um, okay, beneath me. How much longer can the Scoobies allow Anya to go around making these horrible vengeance wishes? She is as dangerous as any big bad that they have faced. This situation needs to be resolved soon. I feel that this was a bad decision to have Anya return to vengeance demoning. I would have preferred it if she had flirted with the return but rejected it because of her experience as a human those past few years. Perhaps there is still a chance for her to back out. Yeah... She seems I'm... to be rejecting it while being a vengeance demon. Right. Like some of the things she confines to Willow, you know. Right, right. Her her experience as a human she's not as vengeful or she's got more of a conscious Yeah, she's just she has empathy now that she didn't have before. Right. Although she was probably a human at one point. Right. So yeah, I get the feeling she's not going to be... I think DeHoffren's going to cut her loose or something, or I don't know. Yeah, she's... I was thinking a lot about Harold's sentence about being as dangerous as any ba big bad they have faced. and I thought, you know, the way she can alter reality and stuff quite easily, like, you know, he's kind of right. He is, he is. Interesting. Yeah, and that worm demon that's pretty dangerous. True. Tremors. Right. <laughs> um, and then he's at the same time. Gnarl is definitely one of the creepiest monsters of the week. I put him right up there with the gentleman. I guess I've lost count of Spell Gone Wrong episodes, but this was another one of them. <laughs> yeah, he was creepy. Yeah, he's pretty gross. Oh, that first little scene with him where you just see his hand and he like clicks his fingers really fast and yeah. it's like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of scared <laughs> yeah he's he's definitely talked about when people talk about the creepiest monsters of the week he comes up every time yeah he's he was very Gollum like too yeah, he was. Like, living in a cave, and just the way he kind of talked, kind of constantly changing from, like, first person to third person to 
we and I don't know. I was like, oh, I think someone's a little bit of a Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thanks, Harold. Yeah, thanks, Harold. Okay, so we're going to move on to Val, Val's feedback. She says, hi, Em and Sue. So here we are in the final season of Buffy. Time flies. Good job of getting through so far at a good clip. Plus, doing Angel and Bates. Impressive. We yes. have been doing at a good clip. Yes, we're pretty impressed ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not a big fan of season 7 for a number of reasons, which I can't say now. So I probably won't be leaving too much feedback. So Sue watches Buffy fans out there, pick up my slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. We would love to hear from some of you that we don't hear from, either very often or if you've never left feedback. This is our last season, guys. Yeah, this is your your last chance to get your input in. Yeah, leave. pick up Val's slack. Because <laughs> I guess she doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll... I'm sure I know why she might not like season seven. Okay, same time, same place is my favorite of the first three, so I'll just do comments for that. But before I start that, just a quick note about lessons. I'm so interested in Sue's first reaction to the reveal of all the big bads at the end. Did that flip you out? Uh Uh-huh. I remember at the time everyone on the internet was going crazy over that. I know I was thinking after seeing that part that this could be a pretty awesome and interesting final season. Well, um, er, <laughs> but I have a prediction that Sue will enjoy it. Maybe not love everything, but overall will like it. On the same time, same place. Interesting. You seem to... In Buffy land, you seem to like the stuff I like. I, I think you'll like it. I like it. Cool. I'm willing to ignore the minor annoyances of some of the things she's referring to. <laughs> Yeah, and it's that Jared guy that I work with. <clears throat> it's his favorite season. Right. Okay. Got to start off right away with the best thing, Gnarl. Not since the gentleman has there been a creepier one-off big bad on Buffy. That's kind of what Harold said. Yeah. He was so ugly with that long nose and chin, those long fingers with the clicking nails, his sing-song voice, and of course the worst was seeing him snacking on Willow, peeling strips of skin off her. Ugh. That was really gross. <laughs> he sure was enjoying those willow strips. No dipping sauce, though. Or maybe her blood was the sauce. Stop talking, Val. <laughs> <laughs> I think the blood was the sauce. <laughs> um, that was so icky, and I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking probably the grossest semi-graphic thing the show has done. And I loved it. It was deliciously disturbing, but not American Horror Story disturbing. That's a whole different level on its own. Shout out to American Horror Story. The first step of Hotel was crazy. Check it out, people. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. I, I, haven't, uh, I, got, I haven't watched it yet either. I got TV to watch, man. <laughs> yeah. You got Fargo to watch. I have Fargo, which I don't have a way to watch at the moment, but I will. Talk to Kat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch The Walking Dead show. Oh, The Fear of the Walking Dead? Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, I've got a lot. Anyway. Okay, 
It was sweet when Aña was in the cave next to Willow and told her that Buffy and Xander were there for her. She really seemed to care about her in her own Aña way. But it was so funny when Aña told her if Buffy and the demon get too close, she was going to have to run. Typical, unfiltered Aña. And one of my favorite lines from her this ep was when she was talking to Willow outside of the magic box. Here's a little something you should know about vengeance demons. We don't groove with the sorry. We prefer the, oh God, please stop hitting me with my own rib bones. I <laughs> 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 oh got I, Anya, Anya, in same time, same place, is fantastic. She was so funny. She was great. Almost everything out of her mouth was I wanted to write down as a quote. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I think all I wrote was I am loving Anya in this episode. <laughs> yeah, she she had some great lines. She just had a, a sassy little attitude. <laughs> she did. She did. I'm I like I like her attitude. I like her attitude towards Xander. She seems to have She's not as broken as she was at first, you know? No, yeah, definitely not. So I'm glad about that. Yeah. Okay, I really liked her response to Willow after Will told her she felt really responsible for the demise of the poor magic box. She says, you feel really responsible? You are really responsible. Thank you, Anya. I love the magic box, and now it's pretty much rubble. Um, also, thank you, Don, for saying, will anyone around here ever ask for help when they need it? So true, but I discovered in the shooting script they cut a whole part after that where she says, instead, everyone just keeps secrets and suffers alone, and then we're supposed to be all sympathetic when they start ripping the skins off people or dragging their sisters into the basement. I may have some stuff to work through. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I wish they kept that in. I love those callbacks to villains of normal again. Yeah, that's a pretty good line they should have kept. Yeah. Um, side note, I think this is the first time I noticed that the espresso pump is right next to the music, the magic box. I noticed it in the background in the scene with Willow and Anya. I don't think I knew that they were that close to each other, but maybe I did and forgot. Did you know that, Emily? Yeah, I've always, every time there's a fight scene outside of the magic box, and there's a lot, you can see the espresso pump. And in fact, Sue and I have talked about it a few times because they just put like this chain after closing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do not enter. <laughs> and we found that funny. Yep. But yeah, I I have noticed for a long time that they're just next to each other, and I always think of it like when I think of Sunnydale in that area of town. Mm-hmm. It's just in my head. Um, I really like that whole scene with Crazy Spike in the basement doing his dialogue once with Willow and then with Buffy and Xander with Willow removed. I think the first time I'd seen it, I didn't fully understand what was going on at first. Then it made sense as it went on. I'm sometimes slow on the uptake to begin with. Oh, well, I think everybody was slow. I, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't get what was going on until... Till the second time around. and Right. Well, till Buffy and Xander come, and then you... It just replays the whole scene. And... Yeah. I That's... thought that was really cool. I liked it. It was really cool. Um, Sue, did you enjoy, enjoy Posable Dawn? I remember so many people got a kick out of that. I cracked up when she was, when she said more than once in her clenched voice, stop talking about vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see her evil side-eyed look she was giving Anya when she was posing her fingers? <laughs> trying to make her salute. Make her salute. <laughs> I loved 
everything about Don being paralyzed. I just thought it was so funny, and they were just being so silly, posing her and sitting her up, and I thought Don played it well. And just after Gnarl dies, it just quickly shows her falling off <laughs> <Yes>. the couch. <laughs> It's like in two seconds. (laughs) I really thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I like it too. Um, She says, was it me or did Buffy seem a little nonchalant about her sister being paralyzed even before she knew there was a cure? She was totally nonchalant. (laughs) She was. I I just chalked that up as just one of those great Buffy moments. They're all... That's just kind of what they're known for, is being nonchalant in the face of grave danger. Yep, yep. They talk about shopping, you know. Yep. It's just one of those things we all love about Buffy. Although I did notice that she was a little nonchalant when she found out that it's it's permanent. And then she's like, oh, no, wait, wait. It's permanent till the demon dies. Right. But before, if you know, if you notice real carefully, she is fairly nonchalant in that second. Like she doesn't like freak out. It's permanent. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think she's just lived in this world long enough to just <laughs> yeah. know that they'll find something. <laughs> Nothing's permanent anymore. Oh, that's yeah, that's so true. You they know. they're just gonna work it out. <laughs> work find a way to work it out. Yep. You got to be pretty confident by season seven. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <clears throat> hey, you know what time it is? Pop quiz time. Your question for today is: What time was on the microwave when Willow came home from Buffy's house? Ten forty-one, ten fourteen, ten o four, or ten forty? Answer at the bottom. I have this written down because my note for that was: I think we were supposed to take note of the time on the microwave. Ten forty-one. There, noted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you were, because that's about when you start realizing that things are happening simultaneously. Yeah, and they just paused the camera. Oh, they totally did. Microwave, just a little longer than you normally would. So I was like, oh, that's something. By season seven, you would think I would pick up on these things now. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I give this eight out of ten rest in pieces magic box. Boo. Spoiler alert, they have a new gathering place in season seven. They don't need the magic box. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I'm going to miss the magic box. I, I really enjoyed thought it was like the perfect step up from the library from the high school library yeah it was and it was very good and purposeful for seasons five and six Mm-hmm. but we move on in season seven okay hey a friend at work suggested a new show on pbs that she's watching called the widower i must be off my game because i never heard about it before i started watching it today during lunch and i'm liking it so far sue i know you said pbs is a favorite of yours have you seen it yet the description is, The Widower is a three-part true story of Malcolm Webster, 
a nurse by profession and on the surface a perfect gentleman well-spoken personable and charming he's an infamous wife-killer who marries and then attempts to kill a succession of women to mask his debts and cash in on their life insurance policies hello sign me up hope you guys and everyone out there will watch if you aren't already the first step is online on the pbs website part two airs this sunday also the walking dead is back sunday yay Oh. Now, now I'm off to write some long-ass feedback about American Horror Story Hotel for another podcast. If anyone cares, I will post the link on the Yes Mother page. <laughs> Have a great weekend, Val. Pop quiz answer 1041. Nice. I have not <laughs> heard of this widower before. No, but I may just check it out. Yeah. And there's sounds... drop fairly fast, so I better check it out quick. <laughs> yeah. Is it part of the Masterpiece series, then? Is that where we find it? Or... <laughs> I will check it out. I go on to PBS.org quite a bit. Oh, and I noticed, speaking of PBS, Netflix just added season one of the Great British Breaking Show. <laughs> <laughs> Who did? Uh, Netflix. Oh, see. I'm going to check that out, too, when I find the time. My favorite cooking competition. <laughs> the only one I'll watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, well, thanks, Val. Yeah, thank you. It'll be interesting throughout season seven to see, because I am assuming from her feedback that she's only going to send in feedback on the ones that she liked. So right. it'll be interesting to see when those pop in. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Our next feedback is from Bronwyn Wright. Otherwise known as B. <laughs> Where's B? <laughs> Where's B? <laughs> I love that little lamb. <laughs> I love that little lamb so much. Um, hey guys, I've had two extra kids for the past three days, and I'm too scared to Google the synopsis of these. So here are my super rambly, totally clumped thoughts that are possibly missing major events. <laughs> I feel bad. She. Uh... She posted a comment asking for me to cut and paste some synopsises for her because she, she didn't want to Google them, and I totally missed that comment. Oh. I saw the one after it by you, I think. For some reason, I just didn't see bees till like, tonight, and then I'm like, oh, it's way too late. <laughs> oh. And she had sent feedback, so I was like, well, she dealt with it. Anyway, sorry, B, I totally missed that. Well, seems like she remembered a lot. I actually love this. So. She says, I like her I, rambly thoughts. I, I, haven't, I haven't read it yet. She says, I was scared that the new principal was going to be super evil, but hiring Buffy to hang out right above the Hellmouth was a very good move. Hopefully it's not part of his evil master plan. Also, first, full circle back to Sunnydale High and all of its drama. Were they setting up Dawn and all of her friends for their own TV series offshoot? <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard, like, I don't know, because that was a real setup for something. It really did seem to be. And spoiler alert, you never see those guys again. <laughs> really? Yeah. And oh. I don't know. They may have been trying for a huh. for some sort of a spinoff show. Maybe they were just trying it out. I don't know. Interesting, because I totally thought that was going to be Don's little gang, and that they were going to end up 
being kind little Scoobyettes. Kind of being Scoobyettes, yep. Niblet and her niblets. <laughs> At the end of the episode, he does kind of say, it It seems to be what she does with them gets her the job, so possibly it was all just to show Robin Wood. Right. You know, that Buffy's a amazing that she got those people to go to class and talk and socialize but hmm. anyway sorry that's, to yeah. um spoil you on that <laughs> that's okay it's not like it was darn it <laughs> i just ruined season seven <laughs> i don't even want to watch it anymore <laughs> those 19 episodes we just forever go and watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little snit. Because <laughs> Don's friends won't be on it. <laughs> oh. um. Okay, also, Crazy Spike. Wow, that hair. What a fun break. But what a relief to have him show up all super handsome and blue sweatery in the next episode. <laughs> that blue sweater is quite famous. <laughs> it's very blue. <laughs> um, it's quite heartbreaking to see how ruined a soul has left him Angel had a good what 75 years to live his pain and be able to function through it okay yeah they'd better get Spike a crash course in guilt management if he's going to marry Buffy in the last episode <laughs> <laughs> <That's so much. laughs> she's got it in her head Oh, he goes, sorry, live forever and make cute babies with, or run off into the sunset and live happily ever after. Okay, fine. They die together saving the world, and Spike is redeemed and doesn't have to spend eternity either living or dead in hell. Bring up who left the talisman there? Can't be a good sign. I don't think it did. I don't think so. Uh Uh-uh. Blue sweatered Spike. That's all I remember of the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wait, wasn't there a Tremors monster trying to kill his ex? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Anya could sense Spike's soul. And the church scene, oh my word, having done my own teensy bit of acting, it is fun to play a crazy person. He was so tragic and heartbreaking and sane in all the right parts. Seeing how he's tried to claw his soul out, every part of this hurt in a good way, from seeing him endure it to watching Buffy's realization. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, more on that later, I suppose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Invisible Willow. Fun to have an invisibility episode. My absolute favorite part of all three episodes was talking with Spike in the basement and him realizing that they couldn't see each other. That scene was brilliant and hopefully shows that Spike isn't as crazy as he's sounding. Just really into old-timey rhymes right now. <laughs> <laughs> That monster eating strips of flesh is in my nightmares now. Thanks, Joss. <laughs> I'm glad Willow is back and seeming repentant and hopefully can keep the drug use down to some herbal remedies and the occasional bowl of marijuana. <laughs> All natural and earthy and hippie and fun. <laughs> she does seem rather hippie-ish. Uh, um... 
So I predict Spike is going to get better slowly as the season progresses to the point that he is fully redeemed or at last on a path to redemption. Dawn will play a less annoying part in this season, although she's off to a bad start with her crazy sister working at the school. (laughs) Anya and Xander, but Willow and Xander may not be Nunsies. Interesting. Buffy will fumble and bumble her way through trying to be a normal school counselor and shenanigans will ensue. But she will always end up saving everyone, or almost everyone. The principal is good. Evil. Good. Evil. (laughs) (laughs) They hired a black man. Maybe they were just going for cultural diversity. (laughs) I will say good. For now. Not knowing what could possess them, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for throwing a Buffy podcast in with your Terminator 7, what's it? Wait, not Terminator, Psyker. Wait, not Terminator, Psycho. (laughs) I know as much about them both. I'm going to bed now. Love B. <laughs> Where did that Terminator I don't know. <laughs> she obviously knows a little about both. Of There's not it seven too. Terminator movies, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only four psychos. <laughs> I can't believe Dad hasn't made her sit down with him and watch Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> He must not know. Thanks, B. Thanks, B. Yeah, the principal. Where? What do you think, Sue? Um. Well, now that I'm a seasoned watcher of Buffy, <laughs> <laughs> season seven, Sue <laughs> is thinking it's a misdirect. They want us to think he's evil, but he's going to turn out to just be a really cool guy. Okay. That's what I'm going with now. They they want us to have that little suspicion about them. But I'm not buying it. <laughs> Sue's not buying that ticket. <laughs> nice try, Joss. Nice try, Joss. <laughs> Can't pull it over on me now. Or Marty Noxon. <laughs> yeah. Just the current showrunner. Yeah, I just... I think they're just doing that on purpose. All right. Well, time will tell. Okay. Well, thanks for all the feedback, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right. What do we got here? Ooh. (laughs) Good luck on this. We have number... Really? We have number 9, 10, and 11. What? <laughs> That's almost impossible. Okay. Um, well, gosh. <laughs> That's way funnier than it should have been. Okay, I'm going to put I'm Beneath You at 11. Lessons is 9. And same time, same place is 10. (laughs) Beneath You is 9. What? Same time, same place, 10. And Lessons, 11. Oh, wow. I I didn't get one of them right. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the one you put as the worst was actually the best. <laughs> huh. Yeah, interesting. I don't even know. Just They're all good. Yeah, they're all good, but I was just going with what I thought, and I thought... Yeah, I thought Beneath You, or Beneath Me, was, like, the least good of the three. But they were all good, so... Okay, so Lessons was 11? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And rank number 86. Hmm. All right. Well, I have a little fun fact to start off. The oh. Welcome oh. to the Hellmouth is the only premiere not to, not to feature a graveyard in the first bit. Oh, interesting. Two seasons, two through seven. I'll do. And I sat and thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, they did. <laughs> That's funny. I thought this one opens with, like, those guys chasing that lady. I said in the first little bit. I didn't say opens. Oh, okay. In the first scene, I mean, almost, it's... Always in the first minute or two. Right, right. Because that little scene is is definitely the first thing. So, what did you think about that? Well, I wrote down, where is this, Morocco? Yeah, I thought it was Morocco, too, but it's Turkey. Oh, okay. Um, and I put, is she going to be the next Slayer? If she was, she's not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I was just, I don't know. I'm just wondering, because I'm guessing there are Slayers in training. I never really thought about it, but there were before. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering, hmm, is this a Slayer in training? Yeah, maybe. Um, but then they just never did it again until the beginning of the next one when they're in Frankfurt. And I was like, who are these women and who are these rogue men? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that next one is Lola. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was quite the homage to Run, Lola, Run. It was. Good movie, by the way. If any of you haven't seen that, check that out. Man, I haven't seen it since it was at Sundance. I think that's when I saw it. I saw it in a theater when it first came out. I think I saw it at the Tower. I didn't see it too long ago. Maybe four years or so. Um. Yeah, my next note is, I hope season seven isn't all Dawn the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you wouldn't be down with that? <laughs> Not really, no. No. But it was a fun little scene, though. I like the guy being stuck. I think yeah, my the foot guy stuck was on a root. <laughs> I love how Buffy just pulls him out. <laughs> you know, with one arm, <laughs> like a rag doll. <laughs> and the, it's the last thing you'll ever do. That <laughs> 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 just gets me. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how, I mean, he broke skin on Don's neck. I thought that was pretty interesting how close. Buffy let Don get, I guess, to scare her 
off of it, right? I mean... Yeah, I guess. I I tend to think, and Spike has said this before, that she's... Vampires are just almost not even a challenge to her anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't think they scare her one bit. She just knows she'll get him, even if he gets that close. She can stop him. Gotcha. Well, and she kept, I don't know, it seems like the lesson was they're real, you know, to Dawn. She kept saying that. Yeah, they're... Maybe she's afraid that her, like, no fear about vampires at this point could rub off on Dawn. Right, right. She wants Dawn to know that it's still serious. Yeah. And, you know, Dawn has grown up with Spike, you know, <laughs> where Buffy sends him to babysit and whatever. So, yeah, I, I can see being in Buffy's place, mm-hmm. being a little worried about Dawn really finding vampires a threat. Right. Well, and she... Well, that guy that she kissed, she didn't know he was a vampire at the time. Right. Right, okay. But I think that that's actually... A... A good point to bring up, too. Right. So. Okay. My next note is Giles on a horse. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, it just made me laugh. <laughs> uh, I read in the show notes and stuff that that is Anthony Head's actual horse, and his name is Otto. Oh, <laughs> cute. Yeah. I was like, wow, Sunnydale has, like, Nice rolling country. And then I was like, wait, no, I bet you that he's in England. <laughs> and I'm per- pretty sure that was actually filmed in England. Oh, was it? That'd be why they had Anthony's horse. <laughs> oh, Unless so. it was his horse in the States. But I, I don't know. I got the impression that it was. I would guess that if you live in England and have horses that you don't transport him to the states very often <laughs> i didn't mean that i meant <laughs> that he he probably has something to live in while he's filming <laughs> in california <laughs> he's just not living out on the streets <laughs> but yeah he's these days he's not around much so he uh I would bet he doesn't have horses and wherever he lives in the States when he's filming. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, I've got, who did Willow kill besides Warren? Because she says I killed people. Um, I don't know. Did she kill any of the cops? I don't think so. I don't know. It's possible she killed others. Huh. Interesting. But maybe she just meant people as in humans. <laughs> as in a person? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not sure on that. No, I have. Is Xander like a the contractor now? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be. Yeah. I put Anya's blouse is in the running for the most hideous thing seen on the show. 
Uh, my note is Anya's blouse is hideous. <laughs> Ooh, that was oh. bad. It was like a gunny sack blouse. It was like something that you would have seen like in the mid 70s. Yeah. Or like a century or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the mid 1700s. <laughs> but yeah, that that style did show up in the 70s. But I was yeah, never I aware of it briefly hitting the early knots. <laughs> no. No, it seemed very it, yeah, especially since her blouse in the final of season six was like the best. The little Laura Petrie. Oh yeah. The, the black with that cute white collar. Yes. So and last the, time next we saw time her. we saw her, I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> um, yeah, but before I have the blouse is hideous. I've got, I like. Um, Buffy's. I have mom hair. <laughs> I know. But seriously. <laughs> she does not have mom hair. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he, I... I can't imagine how embarrassing that would be <laughs> to, like, even have thought for a second that you thought that she might be her mom. I know. <laughs> That's one of those things that escape your mouth and there you're like, seriously? <laughs> it's like, can I just shove those words back into my mouth? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah, my next note after the mom hair one is, I think they want us to think that principal is evil. I'm not going to go there. Sue's not going to fall for that hoodwink. Mm, nope. And then I have scary bathroom zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty scary, yeah. Yeah. That... Freaked me out. <laughs> I don't like it when things suddenly appear behind people in mirrors and stuff like that. Freaks me out. Yeah, that's definitely freaky. Yeah. Unless it's that Saturday Night Live digital short that Andy Samberg did with uh, Ellen Page. That was the best one. <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh, man. It was hilarious. It's probably on YouTube. Look it up. Okay. <clears throat> Um, I have Don lies better than Buffy with the B thing. B. Oh yeah. Because Buffy had run into the classroom and be like, "I think you're in danger of smoking," and uh, I just I hate Buffy's lies. Yeah, that's always how Buffy is. But yeah, Don did great. Don's was better. She has all that dishonest mojo going from the kleptomania. The kleptomania. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have is that Moaning Mona or like what was the name of that ghost in the Harry Potter <laughs> Moaning Myrtle Moaning Myrtle <laughs> <laughs> and then I have the girl in the bathroom stall looks kind of familiar like the actress I don't know hmm. I didn't look her up I can No, that's okay. If we're never going to see her again, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I love how Buffy just doesn't hesitate to jump through the hole in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she walks in and just jumps. <laughs> and then I have, holy crap, Spike. Holy crap, Spike's hair. <laughs> that is a great surprise. It, yeah. Man, who expected Spike to be in that patient? <laughs> I know. That was so weird. And I'm Spike's gone crazy. <laughs> then I was like, was he trying to rip or his soul? That was sad. Oh man. Those uh claw marks on his over his heart, that is really, really sad. Yeah, at first when I first glimpsed him, I thought I thought it was a result of, like, the things he had to fight in that cave when he got his soul back. Maybe the Beatles did it. (laughs) 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 But that only, and then I realized what it was. I was like, oh, that's much worse. Mm. He did that to himself. So he's just dealing with feeling the pain of all the people that he's killed and raped and pillaged over the years. Yeah, he is. Um, To me, he definitely is, and he definitely mentions them. And he's having weird William, the bloody awful poet, and earlier moments you know mm-hmm. like getting his soul back is bringing back his human persona a little bit like he's those memories are kind of surfacing uh-huh um to me after watching these three episodes it seems like everything that he did all those horrible things trying to rape buffy was the worst that plagues him the most right Which is, um... Well, because he loved her. Yeah, he did something that horrible to someone he he loved so much. Right. Where everyone else was most likely just strangers. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is very sweet to me. It is sweet. But I hope hope he gets it together. I don't want to see Crazy Spike all all season. I mean, it's, it's fun, but... Yeah. Because just he says some really off the wall stuff. Yeah, it's it is fun now, but I would like to see more growth and. Yeah, which I think they'll do. There's yeah. no way they're gonna give him his soul back and then just have him be great. No. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the point of that? So. Um, that girl that plays Kit. Was in season six of The Walking Dead, Jesse Anderson. One, two, three, season four, six. Five. Oh, that we haven't seen it yet? Season six? That's the one that starts on Sunday. Huh. Wait. No, no, no. She was uh she was the wife. She's in the... the Oh, okay, yeah. She's in Alexandria in the safe zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one that Rick 
kind of likes. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I never would have guessed. He just looked familiar. Yeah, they only put the stuff that's hap- going to be happening in 2016. So I guess she'll be in it. Doesn't surprise me. She plays a pretty big role in the comic. So. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I have nice moves with the bag. I like Buffy fighting those zombie ghost things with her bag with the bricks in it. Yeah, and I actually wrote likes, but I had like 11 of them and I didn't have any dislikes. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll just... <laughs> I forgot Unless to write down likes and dislikes, no. but that was one of my likes. Is Buffy's bag fighting? That was cool. It was really cool. And I don't often notice really closely fight scenes. When a lot of people say, "Ooh, that was a good fight scene," I'm usually like, eh, "Kind of zoned out." Mm-hmm. Fight scenes aren't, you know, right? What I what I watch for. <laughs> <laughs> but that got my attention, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And pretty smart of Don to think of. I don't know. Don might not be so annoying in season seven. Maybe not. Cause... Definitely. It looks to me, and it looks like that's how they ended the last season, that they want her to grow up a little bit and be more of a Scooby. Like they're kind of done with her being the little sister. I would rather see that. I would... I yeah. would rather see her fighting alongside of them rather than whining about always being left at home and yeah, being no one's paying attention to me. And we n- No one ever wants to see that again. <laughs> no, we've had enough of that. So Way enough. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, at first, when I saw her and Buffy at the beginning, I was like, oh, no. You know, but looking back, I would rather have that. She's here to stay. We might as well. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote down contracty goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want there to be a moment someday in Cam's life where he walks into somewhere and goes, ooh, contracty goodness. (laughs) He does it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he doesn't word it like that, but. Right. No, he's always, we can't go to a restaurant with him looking around and bitching about the <laughs> window frames or the baseboards or... You need to teach him contracting good <laughs> Yes. And then I have Buffy's going to work at the school. <laughs> and then I've just got, no way, Gloria's back? Adam, what the crap? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> but he's even dumber looking than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they brought him back and did all that makeup just for that. Jeez. I know. They only had him. No one wanted to see him too long. <laughs> <laughs> it was good to have him just for the book ended, you know. <laughs> right, right. Or being, he'd be in the middle of the books. But, yeah. Yeah. He only had a line or two. I'm glad that they let uh, the master talk the most. Yes. Yeah. 
Because then after saying how dumb he looks, I've got the mayor. Yay. What is going on? Drusilla, the master. <laughs> so like this is and like then Buffy. <laughs> I was just writing down everything that was going on in my head. <laughs> I but I would be so happy if the master is the big bad this season. M did say I've seen them before. I did say that. Do you have you talked a little about theory, I guess. Um I find it interesting that that morphine they really seem to be that person. Like, that is Glory. Right. The way she talks, yep. the things that come out of her mouth. She said, I don't even remember what she said, but it was so Glory and great. And the Master. That was so the Master. Yep. Yeah. And Drusilla, you know, touching his face. And, and Spike, poor Spike, he's just sitting there crouched. I know. I know. And then it ends with Buffy. So. Yep. So that was all just Spike hallucinating. I I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. You will at some point. I don't think it's in your next grouping. They make you wait. Hmm. Well, and it's weird. I'll I'll. I know I wrote something down about it, but it just. It seems like Spike has some connection to what's going on in the Hellmouth or something. Is it just because he's a demon? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's in the church scene because he says something about him. I was like, who is him? I think... Jumping forward to the church scene, he's like, they're all in here. Well, he, I think the him is God, to be honest. And then he says, and it. Yeah. And I think that might be what you're referring to. Okay. Oh, okay. So the him is God. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. I interpreted him as God, and I, I buy that because I think... Time-wise, where William grew up, everyone was very God-fearing. Right. You know, that was a time where everyone was. And it makes sense that he would start talking about God getting his soul back, because that's how he would have been as a human. Right. Okay. It fits. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, then he, because he's... He looks up and he's like, that's what you wanted, isn't it? When he, getting his soul back, he says, oh, yeah, yeah. He's talking to Buffy, that's what you wanted. And then he looks up and he's in a church. True. Anyway, and then he's like, they're all in here and him and it. And it's like a little old rundown chapel in the middle of the cemetery. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe. It makes sense, kind of like a hospital has a, every hospital has a, like a little chapel. Little chapel. Cause I know there's cemeteries that are in the church yards. Right. And that does, I don't know, maybe that one is. Yeah, maybe. Or I don't, it seems like it would be more somewhere maybe in Europe or 
back east at the very least. Yeah, Somewhere that back was... east is where I saw like the older when very... I was in Williamsburg. We went to yeah a little church and it had it was surrounded by a cemetery and then it had people buried inside the inside the church too. Like their names were on the floor and stuff. Like, prob- I think they were like higher ups in the Catholic Church. Yeah, they do that in England all the time. Yeah, all those cathedrals. Right. But yeah, I would associate something like that being more in a something that was settled earlier than California. Earlier than Sunnydale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was creepy. I liked it, but. It was great, yeah. and it was a great scene, and it was kind of, it was really cool having it in a church, actually. If not just to have Spike lay across that giant cross. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool scene, but I wrote down, well, that was a little heavy-handed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice visual, though. Like, with him smoking, you know, the smoke coming off of him and stuff. Yeah, I see it heavy-handed but i buy into it i like it i liked it too but you like me yeah <laughs> we've got sirens again and then all the dogs <laughs> 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 they're all howling out there oh dogs are funny all right well i thought that was a good season opener i thought that was pretty enjoyable yeah. Even after seeing, knowing what's coming and everything, I still get super excited seeing all those big bads that just, it just, then the music, the score that's with it, it's just all, just gets me very excited. I think it's, it's very fun. Yep. Great way to start the season. And not a bad little subplot with the students. And Sunnydale and yeah so those were students and the janitor that like got Buffy billed. didn't save and that's my big complaint actually I think it would have had so so much more I think it would have been much more impactful if these were students or something that we had seen die under Buffy's watch yeah, I was going to ask you that. Were any of these people that were brought back, like, was that janitor? Was he really the janitor? No. Okay. No. And that's lame. They could have. It seems like something they could have done, but they didn't. Right. They were probably way... Um, if I were to guess, I think they, they were a lot sidetracked on getting all the big bads back. <laughs> And all of those guest stars that they just didn't have the resources or the energy right, to pick out just some random students and stuff. And they probably didn't think it mattered very much. But just some random students from old episodes that actually died. Marcy, I guess she didn't die. She, no, that one wouldn't work. Anyway, I think, and it would have been more impactful on Buffy because she didn't seem to really care. And normally I think Buffy would. Yeah, that's, I kind of thought that too. I thought it was kind of weird that she was very, like, unapologetic. Yeah. and No, she, you know, I'm sorry, I couldn't save everyone, I did the best I could type thing. 
And what we know of Buffy, she would have that would have been more of a faith attitude. That just seems I know, and instead she's kind Buffy of Buffy would have cared. She's kind of a dick to him. She totally is. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for everyone, the audience and Buffy, it would have been more impactful to have people we actually would have recognized. Right. Because plenty of people did die still at Sunnydale. I mean, they had a lot of deaths. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. Principal Flutie, that would have been fun. That was a pretty com- funny comment by him to the new principal. Uh, oh, yeah. When... <laughs> something about, like, most students Eating me would alive. eat me <laughs> alive. She's like, so you've heard about Principal Flutie or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we really should probably get go on. Okay. So, beneath you is rank number seventy-four, and this is the one that's um, number nine, right? Of the yeah. season. Okay. So yeah, I've got, who are these old men chasing women? And who are these women? Next layers in training? Buffy seems to have a connection with the one. So, so Buffy, like, I mean, because that girl in Germany says, from below or whatever, however. however. From be, from beneath you it devours. Yeah, from beneath you it devours. And then, and Buffy had dreamed that as well. Yeah. So there's like some connection. And Spike says it in this episode, which is what is that what you were referring to? That Spike seems to have a is that more in this episode that he seems to have kind of a connection about what's going on? All demons in these three episodes are talking that something big is happening. Right, right. No, I can't remember I I might come across it in my notes. I don't know if I wrote it down or not. Um but I just got the idea that Spike somehow seems to be connected to whatever is brewing down there. Like, right. I don't know. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just because he's a demon. He gets, like, little premonitions or something or feels some connection. Right. Well, I will say, you know, Anya, Spike, all the demons are talking that right. they feel something. right. Even Willow, she had that moment. Right. Last episode, she kind of felt something really bad down below. So, okay, so if those girls are slayers, what do you think is happening? I don't know. These men in robes must somehow... want to prevent, like, the next Slayer from happening or something. Like, so I don't know who these men are. Maybe they're demons or something. But, like, they want the the Slayer to end with Buffy. Hmm. So they're killing the next Slayers. That'd be pretty effective. let's just kill all the slayers and then kill Buffy and then evil will rule yeah 
I don't know. I don't know, because they're just, both scenes were just so short, and, and it just never went back to it. It was just like, there's a thing that happened, and then we'll just go on. <laughs> you know? I'm sure right. it'll come back to it. Right? That's obviously a setup. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Just do that to be random. <laughs> That'd be really weird. <laughs> like, oh, we meant that for another show. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of is that they've got to be like candidates to be the next Slayer. Because hmm. Buffy will eventually not be the Slayer. She'll marry Spike and they'll go live happily ever after. Make you babies. <laughs> Episode 22 <laughs> of season 7. <laughs> <laughs> And they all live happily ever after. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I'm curious what they are. My next note is tremors. Yeah. And <laughs> my next note is Charles is smart. <laughs> <laughs> Just what he was saying to Willow when she didn't want to get in the cab. Oh, yeah. He's just, I like how he just lays it out. They might not be happy to see you. Right. <laughs> you <know? laughs> He's like, but you'll be needed, you know? So mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I like that girl with the dog. I thought she was funny. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did too. I just thought she was pretty likable. Yeah, and I was getting the feeling that she was going to, like, be in more episodes. Like, she was going to be... A love interest? Yeah. But, I guess not. I wrote, F you, Dawn. Why? What did she do? Oh, I wrote it for, um, when she goes, Sander, a little drool. Oh, yeah, that was stupid. I... That pisses me off. Yeah. I don't know. If it's some, it's just a friend of yours and someone you care about to do that in front of to embarrass possible, him like that. Yeah, yeah, that was no reason but to totally embarrass him in front of a girl that he could. I don't know. Does yeah. he like her? Maybe a little. She's a potential person, a love interest, and that was just pure to make him feel and look stupid. Yeah, I don't like that so, either. F you, Don. F you, Don. <laughs> um. Have Rocky. That was Bunny's name when we adopted him. He makes a much better bunny. <laughs> <laughs> we were not keeping the name Rocky. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um. Have, oh wow, Spike looks great and much less crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have Don's not very good at being threatening, like her little talk with Spike about if she touches you know, you sleep, right? Vampire sleep. Oh, yeah. I didn't care for that very much, but maybe because I, I mama bear Spike quite hardcore <laughs> in these episodes. <laughs> There's room in the bed, crazy Spike. 
Oh, Crazy Spike definitely gets room in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> All is forgiven. <laughs> you want a little drink of blood? I'll go get it. <laughs> you just strain your covers. <laughs> yeah, I have a quote from from that girl. There's good food. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> pretty good. <laughs> and then I have Anya knows Spike has a cell back. Interesting. I like that. I really, yeah, that was one of my likes too. That Anya sees Spike's soul. I don't know how. She kind of seems to be looking in his eyes. Right, right. Because she says something like, I see you. Like, yeah. Like, she just sees that. There spark. must just be like a sparkle something. behind his eyes that, you know. It it wasn't something she noticed right away. Right. But once she did, it was unmistakable to her. Yep. Oh, I did have a dislike. The bar brawl. <laughs> I I think it's fairly shocking how Spike acts. Just don't get too comfortable in that mama bear bed for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, you know, we find out later that he was, that shirt was a costume and it didn't work because mm -hmm. um, injuring that man just kind of crumbled him and so you kind of when you look back he must have like really just gathered all of his strength put on that costume he calls it that shirt and just turned off the crazy and I think the way I interpret that bar brawl is him totally overcompensating for some reason in very in a very TV tropey manner, he does not want Buffy to know he got his soul back, so he's overcompensating by putting on this act by being super evil. But it just isn't my favorite thing to watch. Yeah, I was thinking because I I wrote down is Spike egging Buffy on so she will kick his ass because he thinks that what that's what he deserves. Like, I thought, I interpreted it as he feels so bad about almost raping her that he wants her to just kick his ass. Yeah, that's an interesting theory, because he's definitely, you could call it egging on, you know? Yeah. Very easily. That's kind of the way I saw it, that he's like, I bet you that felt really good to punch me, so I'm just going to be a total douchebag and overdo it so that she just wants to, because that's what I deserve, type thing. Interesting. I like it. I like yours, too, I think. He threw the first punch at Anya, but that could have been pure desperation to shut up about the soul. I think that's what so. that was, yeah. He didn't want her to say it out loud yeah and then so yeah because Buffy throws the first punch at him because mm -hmm. yeah he punches Anya and then Buffy punches him 
So that's kind of how I took it. I don't know. We could both. I think I'm just not in a frame of mind at this moment exactly to see them fighting like that. Right. Or to see him, you know, throwing punches at Anya even. I'm just... I'm not there right now. I may be in the future, and I've definitely been in the past where it's fine and funny and great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He and Buffy fighting is fun. Oh, yeah. I've Every other fight. time. <laughs> but I don't know. This one, I, I, just, I don't think I'm mentally in a place where that is something I want to see. Right. Well, it just seems so... I mean, we know he's got his soul back. He's been yeah. kind of crazy... And so to see him suddenly be like old school Spike was kind of weird. It is, and it's kind of like, what is going on? Right, right. Um, yeah, and then I have, who is this him Spike is talking about? The Master? <laughs> <laughs> I I did some of the fighting outside of the bronze, and one of my likes is Buffy Tarzaning the girl to safety. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she grabs a blanket right out of the garbage can. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that scene out there is probably my favorite Crazy Spike moment. I loved it. Oh my gosh. When he's like, help me! (laughs) Yep. And no need to shout! Oh, that was great. So is he... So he's just, like, hearing voices in his head and stuff, you think? Is that? Yeah. He's talking to somebody, and he's also... I don't know. There's some stuff I don't really want to get into right now. Mm-hmm. And there's also the fact that he says those the people he killed, all of them are in there all the time. Right. So possibly when he does something like injures a human, maybe some of those voices get louder. Get louder. And start bothering him more and giving him grief. Yeah. And maybe the the god voice he hears also, perhaps. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like right after he stabs that guy, after he turns back into a man. Spike's like, I'm so sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, yeah. that's not. And I liked how as soon as he stabs him, like the guy starts screaming, and then Spike starts screaming because of his <laughs> chip in his head. Yes. <laughs> uh. One of my likes is Spike every second after the bar brawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his. That church scene was pretty, I was like glued to it, even, yeah. on my, even on the second watch after I took the notes and then watched him again. Um, I mean, I didn't write down anything that he says, but that was, it was some good stuff. Yeah, I um, I wrote down a few things. One I find interesting when he kind of, it's kind of at the beginning and he's kind of confused and he starts, he starts unbuckling his belt and saying, get it hard, service the girl. Yeah. Um, 
Do you think that's a reflection of their relationship? More than maybe we want to think? Because that's kind of how their relationship seemed to be half the time back there in season six. Yeah, kind of. Is she just come over and I don't know, sometimes it would be him, but I I don't know. I think that maybe in his vulnerable moments, that's how he felt. Well, he probably felt used because she was using him and he knew it. Absolutely. You know, and so. And I've said that. I think. I think he was being seriously abused by Buffy at times in that relationship. Yeah. There was a lot of abuse being passed back and forth. There was. And one of the abuse was her abusing him. Right. And I think it comes out there for a second. I think so. Because then he's like, she, you know, she reacts very strongly to that. Because that's exactly what she's, you know, she's skittish around him. When he, outside, again, outside of the bronze, when he, no, maybe it's not that exact. No, it's when he hands her the flashlight. It's earlier he, when she just touches his hand. Yeah. Yeah. And he hands her the flashlight and she gets that flash of the rape scene. Right. Anyway, she's quite skittish. And so having him do that and then it's like, he's like, oh yeah, girl doesn't want to be serviced. (laughs) I found that part interesting. That's pretty interesting, yeah. Oh, and man, Buffy's silent tears for Spike when she realizes he has a soul. Oh, I know. It's amazing. It is. It is. It's... I'm glad she knows already. I'm glad she already knows in episode two. Yeah. Just knowing this is the last season. yeah, Yeah. I'm really glad that they didn't do the Spike hides it from her this whole time or... And then that's like the last the last reveal or something and it's like no oh, we've yeah. known all along you know that's <laughs> oh that's not how it goes yeah so i'm really glad that she already knows so it's already out there yeah that was i absolutely this was probably an, i don't know if i'd that'd be fun to do a top favorite buffy scenes yeah. This would be here somewhere. Yeah, and I guess I yeah, I guess that's why this is the Yeah, I was going to say of the three is cuz of the church scene. Yeah, I was going to say that actually when we were talking and I never got around to it, but I think this scene brings it up. Yeah. A lot. I mean the It's not bad, the tremor monster, but it's not it wouldn't be anything that would make a high list on a Buffy season. Yeah, I think I was I think I was basing mine on on the monster on the Tremor monster. Yeah. So. But this, especially for Spike fans, this is quite a scene. It is. It is. It's heartbreaking. And heartbreaking to see Buffy realize. Just everything he says. I know. I mean, that's... He went and got a soul for her. (laughs) The spark. (laughs) You know, as he put it. And says it right out to be the kind of man that would never do 
that. Oh, and I love how he's like, I can't do it while you're watching. Yes. <laughs> so he has to he go, has to go into, into the, the shadows. And she immediately, and I think the first thing he says when he's in the shadows is like, I really wanted to kill you. And she like immediately grabs the stake. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it that she grabs the stake. She's she doesn't like, know what's coming. You know, no. she's got to prepare. And I love that she does. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I love it. Okay, I'm all turn around. It's number nine. <laughs> <laughs> and even though it's heavy handed, and I totally, totally agree that it is, I buy into it and I, I like it. Well, I liked what, what he was saying too. Like, can we rest now? You know. Oh, I know. It's like it's a relief to him that she knows. That she now. knows. Yeah. So now maybe he can get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's made some references a few times that he's been really planning what to say. I think he did, he said something like he prepared a speech or something. Yeah, and then he put on that big act to go just help, you know, just mm-hmm. here to help. <laughs> and yeah, and I prepared a speech, so I think this has been a really big deal to him. And you know, he he did. He got his soul he got his soul back for her. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone will ever do anything for Buffy like that again, you know. No. That's quite the gesture. It is. It is. Even after the way she kind of treated him so badly in their relationship, it's like he is just, he loves her so much. He was willing to, well, maybe if I go get my soul back, she'll love me or, you know. Yeah. And I'm curious, Kristen, did this help? (laughs) It's getting his soul back and all of this. Did You didn't want to hate him right right for the rest of the i think it will buffy i do too i think out of anything they could have possibly this is the only thing that could have ever gotten him back from where he was i remember you know when we talked about it in scene red i'm like is there any redemption for spike and you're like i don't possibly see how (laughs) right (laughs) there could ever be any redemption I was like, just wait. Yeah. I didn't say that, but my mind did. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know how they could possibly do it, but I think they're going to pull it off. Yeah. Whether it redeems him to the rest of the Scoobies or even Buffy, we really don't know, really. She's still digesting it, I think. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't see it ever. I think Xander's a lost cause when it comes to Spike. No, he's far too. He just hates him, he's, and he's too judgmental about him. Yeah, his mind just won't go there. Yep, yep. Even though Anya, it's fine. <laughs> we just that. <laughs> I think Don will come around. Yeah, she's pretty. Uh, but she didn't know about the soul at that point. No. No, but, I mean, yeah, I'd be kind of mad at the guy that tried to rape one of my sisters. <laughs> sure. You know, that's not cool. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Interesting stuff coming up. I can, I can feel it. Yep. All right. Same time, same place. Yep. This one's ranked number eighty-four. I like this one. Yeah, this is a good episode. I can see why Val would have commented on it. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun one. It's kind of a well... It was well-written, interesting, good demon. It was well-written, and I liked how it kind of... I just like how everyone's involvement in it. I liked how Anya and Spike could see everyone. I liked how. Yeah, it didn't Buffy seem to affect. And it, yeah, it, it must not. Affect it didn't affect demons. demons. I liked how, like Buffy, Xander, and Dawn couldn't see Willow, and Willow couldn't see them. And Spike can see both, and is talking to both, and it makes them look crazy again. But he's not, you know, and then he realizes, oh, you guys can't see each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And man, when he's like, I blame it on the witch or something, that was cool. <laughs> My money's on the witch. Yeah, that was cool. Red is a bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like I like that whole idea of it. And My first note was... I predicted it was going to be some sort of things repeat type thing. <laughs> yeah, you did. I mean, I wasn't quite right, but... <laughs> My second note is creepy fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I also... Another thing I like about this episode is that... the Buffy and... I don't, know, I don't know if Xander has too much issue, but Buffy and Don really do seriously grapple about Willow. Mm-hmm. By the end, you know, Buffy seems totally... That little scene they have on Willow's bed mm-hmm. seems like she's totally gotten over it, but they're a little iffy and a little nervous, and... Well, it's... I think you would be, and... You would be, because you didn't, you know, she wasn't at the airport. She wasn't on the flight she was supposed to be on. And then, like, the next morning, there's a body that's been skinned just the way that (laughs) Warren was. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's quite the coincidence that a demon that does that to people (laughs) happens right right then. (laughs) But, I mean, even before that, they're a little nervous, and they kind of say a few words about mm-hmm. being a little maybe nervous that Willow's coming back. They were nervous at the airport. Yeah. Like, before the body was even found, yeah. Yeah. Right, and then they get into suspicions that, I can't help but think it could be Willow, you know, let's not discount. And talking about how Giles said that, no, she didn't finish her treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
No, I like that too because I don't like it when shows just ignore someone's behavior in a previous episode. Yeah. You know, so it's realistic. It's more realistic that you would be nervous, you know, especially after what Willow did. She tried to end the world. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a small thing. No. And, <laughs> and Sander, I think it's also interesting and, you know, again, uh, he does have a blind eye to some things, but he's the one that spent that time with her on the mountain and talked her down and saved the world from her and had that big hug out with her. Mm -hmm. So it makes more sense that he would be the one that's just ready to, to um, have her, you know, with ready with open arms. Right. Right. To greet her. Right. I mean, he and his little yellow crayons. (laughs) I know that was cute. And I loved it when he's like, my mouth say words that came out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He's a little proud of what he did. Yeah. Yeah, that's good consistency, too. That was pretty funny when, I think it was Don, like, why don't you tell us the story again? And he gets right into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you, <laughs> you weren't serious. <laughs> um, yeah, my next note is about, I think we're supposed to take note of the time on the microwave. I wrote, Willow slept all night on the couch in a jacket. Arg! <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that was my erotic, my, not erotic, my neuroticness. <laughs> oh, just the thought of that. Your eroticness? <laughs> not my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gross. Plus a blouse and like trousers, I don't know. Yeah, she probably has some mean jet lag. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking. There is no jet lag. Well, strong and... enough to fall asleep on a couch in your jacket, a leather one at that. <laughs> well, and I don't know. My thought was they really should have gotten rid of that couch after Joyce died. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't. I mean, Dad still has yeah, the bed. That's true. Um, Norma doesn't have her bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing, though. Yes. Yes, he was <laughs> gross. <laughs> um. Oh, I wrote Willow. Just makes a long distance call to Giles from Buffy's phone. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. I'm still griping about Willow's nonchalance about other people's money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Buffy's now working two jobs. <laughs> um, I have, is Willow in some alternate dimension? And then I have, what is Buffy wearing? Did you see that? The pants? Oh, she's wearing a dress with pants. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. And I remember when people were doing that. I do too, kind of, but... Wasn't my favorite. No. There's one lady at the country club (laughs) 
that's all she wore. Oh, really? <laughs> Dresses and pants. <sighs> and it's not like the dress tunicky kind of dress with stretch pants. It was like dresses and pants. <laughs> what? I don't know. She was weird. Very rich. Like billionaire rich. So I guess she can do what she, 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 she wants. Do what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a note about the phone call. I have, what the hell does a council meet about all day? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's what Willow says. She's like, oh, he's in a council meeting all day. It's like... <laughs> yeah, they don't... Uh, they don't pass any of that council stuff on over to the Slayer. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> unless... I don't know. Yeah, unless Giles is the one that called an emergency meeting because the Hellmouth is opening or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they're talking about some big thing going down in Sunnydale soon. What should we do about Sunnydale? I don't know. <laughs> Pour me some more tea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably about covers it. <laughs> Did you catch that Manchester game? <laughs> um... <laughs> I was going to say, discussing lessons, so they built the new high school right on the old high school that, like, <laughs> the big snake, okay. you know? <laughs> okay. The snake didn't have much to do with the Hellmouth opening in the library, but still. It <laughs> <laughs> was like some bad mojo was going on, you know? <laughs> Someone in the school district or whoever should probably have been made aware that the opening of the Hellmouth <laughs> was at the high school. And that ground should, something should probably happen to it other than have a high school build on it again. <laughs> anyway. But hey, you know, no one was told, perhaps. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite lines of this whole thing is Sander. <laughs> her boy? I'm her boy? <laughs> Spike just casually says the Slayer and her boy. Yep. <laughs> it's like after everything, all the years, he has known Spike. <laughs> He just casually just calls her her boy. <laughs> and then offends him. <laughs> I love that so much. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it's just something I wouldn't have even thought twice about until he says it. Her boy? I'm her boy. I <laughs> have <laughs> yeah, a spike just going to be crazy all season and then I'm like oh that explains him sounding crazy right now yeah all I can say is enjoy him don't worry about it enjoy him being crazy for now okay I liked it when he said I have to check their slips <laughs> he's like the hall monitor or something <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's got just some good random stuff. <laughs> I know. Oh, and he like is all of a sudden writing a little poem for a second. In fact, they cut out a little poem he writes about William the Bloody Poet. Oh, really? Yeah, I have it here. I just need to pull it up. Yeah, my next note is um, Willow. I found a dead body by the high school. Anya, that happens. (laughs) 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 And then I have, this isn't going to get all sexy, is it? And then at the end, it did kind of get a little sick. <laughs> <laughs> and for a second, Willow agreed. <laughs> and then she straightened up. Willow could pretend to care about Anya's carpet. <laughs> I know. Jeez. <laughs> you should really burn a hole in it. That's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. And right in the middle of the living room. You can't, like, put a piece of furniture over it. Yeah, you can put a rod, yeah, but, but she's renting. She's renting, exactly. There goes her deposit. Yeah. I did love it when they're looking at the map, and <laughs> Anya goes, hey, look, that's me. And she goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is, it's elementary. And I'm like, oh, that worked on me. <laughs> I know, that was actually pretty good, Don. <laughs> Okay, here it is. It says, William the bloody awful poet, skipping down the lane, good boy, bad boy, all the sodding same. (laughs) (laughs) The good little poem. That's a good little... So Spike wrote that? Yeah. They just cut it. He must have said it. I would have liked hearing him say that. (laughs) Me too. That was during Beneath You, It Devours. Or Beneath You. I don't know what part. Hmm. <laughs> There's also a line that was cut. <laughs> oh. So Xander's line was cut due to length. I forgot high school's unwritten rules of hallway etiquette. Of course, no one ever explained them to me. They'd just stuff me in a locker till I drew my own conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> My next note is just I love the thumbs and the eyes (laughs) (laughs) How Puffy kills a gnarl (laughs) The thumbs jokes were killing me And And Anya's Explaining what's happening to Willow And she's like Willow just killed her Buffy just killed the demon. It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, Buffy talks about dirty fingernails. <laughs> and Willow's like, well, you didn't stick your thumbs in demon's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was a really gross when she stuck her thumbs in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> she just killed him by... Popping his eyes. <laughs> and Sandra goes, Ew, thumbs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thumbs thing really worked on me. <laughs> and I loved how there were just a few little funny jokes about it. 
the best, though, was Willow's callback after the fact. <laughs> Dirty fingernails. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much fun. It was really gross when he was eating Willow's skin. I didn't think we were going to see that. Yeah. And I like that Anya's out of shape because she's been doing so much teleporting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad that Anya's still around and, like, willing to help. I don't know. I'm glad that, like, the whole being left at the altar thing didn't just ruin her and make her some bitter... Yeah. You know, that she's still able to be around Xander and I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Because they're all the best when they're all together. And she's just part of it, has been for a few seasons now, you know? Yeah, since season four, really, but season three... Yeah. Is when she showed up. Yeah, she's a great little part of the Scooby gang. Just a little removed, but... Right. Kind of fun. And... Were you cool with that just being a spell that Willow... Just did without thinking? As an explanation? Was that disappointing or okay? Eh, I was okay with it. Yeah, me too. It does make me wonder, though. I mean, so she can just do a spell without even realizing that she's doing one? Isn't that kind of dangerous? It sounds to me like she was given whatever happened to her at the end of season six was just a no going back. There's no way that they can keep her from magic. It's totally in her now. Right. Like never before. And she just, that's why they have to take the route, you know, with Giles, you just have to be able to manage it now. You, right. You have to keep a handle on it, but use it. Right. Or that'll happen again. (laughs) So yeah, she's super powerful now. But she's trying to channel it. and. Well, I hope she does manage to, because I'm done seeing evil, veiny Willow. Yes, and even more than that, I'm done seeing, like, magic is drugs and I need to yes. be in rehab. <laughs> yes. I'm so over that. Yes, me too. I thought the ending with Buffy and Willow on her bed and talking was... I liked that ending. Yeah, I liked it too. I think Harold mentioned that once. I think they ended another episode like that, and he was like, more episodes need to end like that. Hmm. Yeah, he did. I don't remember like, which one it was. I agree. It was... It was a nice little ending. I, I like how Buffy was honest with Willow and told her that she thought it might have been her. <laughs> Yeah. And Willow's like, I kind of did too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I like that they can talk to each other like that. 
and yeah. and still be friends after all. If I mean they beat the crap out of each other at the end of last season. They sure did. So it's nice that they can put that thing <laughs> past that. <laughs> yeah, I think you know Buffy realizes that that was not all of Willow. Although, like I said, I think it might be a little more of Willow than mm-hmm. we might want to think. Right. Anyways, it's good. Yeah. No, that was a enjoyable little group of episodes to watch. Yeah, they were all good. Mm-hmm. I think. I think so. No stinkers. Nope, no clunkers. Next we have help. Hmm. We only have two. In fact, our next two groups are two. And I sat there for a few minutes today going over and over in my mind. Should we just do all four? But I just kept thinking. We don't need to rush it. We don't. I kept thinking about two. One in each group seems to have enough talking points that if we added them both plus two that are maybe aren't as talky, mm-hmm. we just have way too much. And I'd probably have to split it up anyway into two there podcasts. There you go. So, there you go. So we're going to keep it. Okay. Um, so you'll be watching Help and Selfless. 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 I better make sure that's what it's called. Yeah, selfless. One word. Hmm. Help. I don't know. That's... That's pretty vague. I mean, someone needs help. Selfless. I'm going to go... Spike does something selfless. And gets back in with the gang. And loses his crazy. (laughs) Loses the crazy. Um... Just a little fun. I gotta mention this. In help, look for two Freaks and Geeks cameos. Oh, really? Freaks and Geeks uh, alum. Oh, cool. Okay. One you'll for sure recognize. The other one... Just look and you may. Knowing that they're there, you might. Right, right. I will look. I don't have any predictions on because that could just be some random person needs help, Buffy needs help. It's like any episode of Buffy. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The series could just be called Help. (laughs) So, 
Yeah, but selfless, I'm going Spike-centric. It's Spike. Someone does a selfless act, I'm going with Spike. I'm always wrong, but... (laughs) Well, maybe you'll be wrong this time, too. Maybe. All right. Oh, cool. So what are we... Are we doing Angel's next recording or Buffy's? Yeah. No, we're going to go back to uh, Buffy, Angel, Buffy, Angel. So we're going to open up Angel season four. Okay, good. Because I've watched the three and I need to watch more. (laughs) 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 Trying to think. Oh, yeah. The house always wins. (laughs) Which, even though a certain character had gone to Vegas, (laughs) 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 your predictions in no way included him. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing to myself. I bet you were. (laughs) (laughs) I was wrong. I was like, is there any time... Her little light bulb's going to go off, and she's going to say, Lauren. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) I seriously just thought we'd never see him again. (laughs) I I was so set on that. (laughs) So, well, cool. All right, then. All right. Angel next week. All right. Join us. Leave feedback. Um. On our Gmail account, SueWatchesBuffy at gmail.com. And then you can join us on Facebook, SueWatchesBuffy, although Sue's not on that one. We can talk about her. <laughs> talk about me behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go too crazy, because she's going to want to join. I will be joining, so and I will be going back, so... I will see what you wrote. (laughs) (laughs) So keep that in mind (laughs) when we talk about her. Just kidding. Um, Or we discuss Buffy on Yes Mother. We also discuss other things. Mm -hmm. We've got quite a little group there that are all kind of making what we've been watching recommendations and talking about the shows. (laughs) If you're interested in that. Yep. Plus, that's where the bait stuff happens. Yeah. If you're not watching baits, you should be. And watching Psycho 4. Oh, <laughs> uh, watch Psycho 4. <laughs> that's an amazing piece of film history right there. <laughs> well, all right then. All right. We need to, we need to get on, speaking of contests, we need to get on that one. Oh, the most recent one? Yeah. Oh, crap. I totally forgot about that. I did, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was, like, giggling about that, and then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we got people waiting for gifts. That's right. Sorry, people. Sorry. We forgot. <laughs> totally. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. All right. Well... I'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. Bye. Can you hear Bunny chewing on his bone? Yep. (laughs) Should I put him in his room? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on.
changing to try and please me. You never let me down before. Mm-hmm. Don't imagine you're too familiar, and I don't see you anymore. I We never could have come this far mm-hmm. I took the good times I'll take the bad times I'll take you just the way you are Need to know that you will always be Someone that I knew Oh, what will it take Till you believe in me The way that I believe in you I said I love you That's forever This I promise from I couldn't love you any better I love you just the way you are as hard <laughs> editing that podcast as I did. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. We were laughing so hard. Cam could hear us. He could hear me in the garage. I guess he came into the kitchen for a drink of water or something. <laughs> 
He said it made him laugh to hear me laughing so hard. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yep, should be a fun one. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was fun for me anyway. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I really wanted to have that out, so I just didn't mentally have two podcasts to <laughs> <edit>. Right. <laughs> Why is she wearing that dress and have that carrot? I don't know. <laughs> Parasol. <laughs> when I saw that picture, I was like, yes. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> they went for a reading or something and that's what she wore that day maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> that's awesome <sighs> well I'm in my living room tonight Cam went camping oh. yep. kind of a last minute decision last night and you were like, mm, oh, you got work probably. No. I was like, eh, I got the <laughs> podcast to do. I've got Bonko tomorrow. i got to get Halloween finished. I was like, you go. Have fun. So he and our friend Lanny went. Lanny got a new camper about a month ago, so he's or you know, six weeks ago. So he's been wanting to go like every weekend. Mm, I see. So... Yep. She's got a hat on and a parasol. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she, needs, she needs double protection. <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh, man. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I really wanted, I went into the images to try and find one with her holding the wee-wee picture. <laughs> that was my initial thought. Did you put in your description, like, go grab your wee-wee pictures? <laughs> nope. And listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did talk about like what were what were they trying to do there with her were they trying to explain that Norman dressing up as her and killing women was because she was like accusing him of being a girl or wanting him to be a girl or something <laughs> okay here is something really strange um, so this week I listened to the audiobook Psycho you uh -huh. know how I started the Psycho house Right. I like gave it up after about an hour. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and I had put Psycho. I like my books to be brain candy, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> I may listen to it now that I've read Psycho. Mm -hmm. But it was really interesting. Um, I really, really liked the book a lot. Really? So much more than I thought I would. Huh. And you know, I badmouthed his writing. 
just in the last podcast when I mentioned it, and uh-huh. I thought it was actually just fine. Huh. It was good. It was really good. It was... I really, I totally recommend at least the audiobook. You know, pop that in sometime if you are sick of podcasts or something. Huh. I will. Um, but anyway, here's an interesting thing from the book. I wrote, I actually took notes and I'll have to talk about the book sometime. You know, what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. But when they, um, when they do the, the denouement, you know, of the plot, you know, mm-hmm. have like the psychologist talking, he says that Norman had always had like transvestite leanings. Like they believed he was dressing as a woman before he even had a psychotic break into being mother. Oh, interesting. Like he just was a transvestite. Anyway, and that's from the very original source material, which I would never accuse this movie of (laughs) (laughs) going that deep. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just a little tidbit of interesting information that I've never heard of. I never have heard that either. Um, And hasn't, it didn't seem to translate into any of the psycho canon I've seen of anything. But it was from the original source material. So, I don't know. It There wasn't any of, like, her dressing him up as a woman, trying to make him forget his manhood. <laughs> 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 it was more he was a transvestite. Huh. Interesting. And it eventually, kind of in his mind, all went together. Well, I think... Wasn't Ed Gein kind of a transvestite? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you're right. He, That's what he did. He killed women and put on their skin and their bodies to dress up as a woman. Right. And you hmm. see that come out in um, Buffalo Bill. And right, Silence in Silence of the, of the Lambs. Lambs. Right. Making a woman suit. And he was based on Ed Gein also. Right, right. So, yeah, interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Huh. Well, I will have to download the audiobook because my new position at my job, I can basically just sit there and listen all day. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, since Harold can't find a way to watch it, we should just send him the DVD. <laughs> I was thinking, just for being such a great listener, we should, we have his address because he won right. before. We should just buy it on Amazon form and send it. <laughs> there you go. Just a thanks for all your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta watch you gotta watch Psycho Four, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>